You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to another fantastic edition of Word Bros. I'm Kevin Cobb. Hey, Kevin. I'm Bob. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you, Bob. You know, I messed up your name before. That's okay. I'm not offended. Do I sound offended? I don't care. You sound you sound chill like our next guest. Yeah, Mike is pretty chill, dude. Mike Riley is the mastermind behind Irregulords. Um, he's a Baltimore native. He's a part of that Baltimore comics crew with him and Crispino and Brian Wickman, Wickman yeah. Brian Wickman and Rafer and all those cats. So yeah, they're, they're the Baltimore click. They got all kinds of stuff. And now we're going to talk to, to Mike. It's going to be a good conversation. <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough. It's all good. Mm. Did that go through or no? Did you hear me coughing? Yeah. No, you, okay. you you held it long enough to say you said a good conversation. Like no, that. and then I hit my mute button. That's what the mute button comes in for. Okay, podcasters, podcasters, get yourself a microphone with a mute button. So if you have to sneeze or cough, you can hit it and cough, cough away. That's my piece of podcasting advice. And let's talk to Mike Riley. Okay, so um, I'm, we're talking to, to Mike again. Nobody heard the first episode because um, it was a weird thing. I, I've been recording everything on my work computer because I um, the ports, the USB ports on my Mac are going bad, so the microphone makes a weird noise. Uh, I've got new cords, and I've decided it's the ports I've been recording on my work computer. Well, one day I got into an argument with my boss, and I was pretty convinced I was going to quit my job. So I deleted everything off of my computer because I was just going to give it back and leave. Uh-huh. And so the episode was on there, but I thought that I already posted our episode, but I didn't. <laughs> so when I deleted everything in like protest, and everything got deleted. Oh, it was a humdinger too. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. Well, the fun part is... <laughs> lost like, episode. You, well, there's been a couple Word Bros lost episodes, but yeah, you said that <laughs> you weren't happy with the way the first episode went because you felt like you didn't hit the things you wanted to hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was kidding about being a humdinger. I think the highlight was uh, realizing that my first published work was my letter complaining in uh, issue two of Tick. <laughs> that might Which is cool, though. So what <laughs> What did we miss? Like, what did you miss? What did we well, miss? Well, I missed, like, describing my webcomic <laughs> and, uh, and uh, a lot of highlights from my single panel work. Like, we, we, I thought we skimmed them, but I didn't, like, like, this weekend at Small Press Expo, I got to practice the pitch and explaining the story to people and we really didn't get into that okay. i also had a lot of like if you go to irregulars.com okay aside from what cody and i have been doing i've been doing some spinoff material like just with started as readers um like we have some very talented readers so i have uh there are some like prequel prequel material on there and i didn't get get into that much or i didn't even mention it but there's like uh melvin jarvis who did this warden blundo who's one of the characters from uh irregulars uh-huh. the, the the crappy boss uh made this puppet this amazing puppet back here and he also drew the uh, uh focused on we wax a we wax backstory he was one of the main characters who was his favorite character and uh then there's ian vasquez who he actually works on a spongebob i think of a spongebob spinoff at nickelodeon as a storyboard artist so he's a i think he's a director of storyboard artist now uh-huh. what's up kevin hey what's up and, and um and he has i would i would he probably wouldn't deny that he's infatuated with uh princess megalodonna our uh, anthropomorphic shark 
barbarian main character That's and cool. so he's kind of started doing his like he was posting drawings of her regularly and uh i hit him up and and there's a really really great uh side quest or prequel with that character on the website well it's cool because you know you've hit a chord with people when you feel like they take ownership of your thing yeah. like when they're so excited to participate you know like i think that's some of the beauty of kickstarter as well like people feel an ownership of your project because like yeah. they just believe in it so much and they've been around for so long yeah and they get they get to contribute in a way yeah well, that's uh, but, really cool and then i have two more there's four main characters of irregular lords and, and there's two more of those prequel stories in the pipeline i'm working with a artist an animator named drew shaw in new south wales i believe i've okay. sent a couple packages to to australia like uh in the last couple of weeks and i think drew is in new south wales and he's incredibly talented and he's uh working on a uh rhinestone kind of the leader of the irregular words working on her backstory now why why did you send him snail mail i couldn't you couldn't send him anything like pdfs it had to be print stuff well actually the way i you send I start, him love I, letters and <laughs> i will taste, taste, tasteful you, nudes if you see his drawings i'll send him love letters and nudes if he's interested <laughs> uh but uh he was trying to buy, I had the pre-orders for the uh, print version of the webcomic, the three, first three, and he, he reached out to me asking about shipping, international shipping, and uh, it kind of just it kicked off from there. I was like, oh, hey, by the way, because <laughs> uh, I know he was a fan. I know he'd been following it, and, and in the exchange, it turned out uh, he was down for the the prequel story there so so then you just so hit him I, up be like hey dude why don't you do this for me because that would be awesome yeah i'll send you that, all the books you want <laughs> <laughs> that's so, cool yeah. and then uh also keep glide well it's one to look for i think uh, that'll probably that's come a out poor, that's a fake name that's a poor <laughs> name. That, that is definitely not someone's real name <laughs> Keith Glidewell, come on, that's bullshit. You know, you said it. that's his porn name, right? Yeah, that's porn name. yeah. Okay. That was the the first avenue he lived off. Yeah, of. I don't, his, I don't his know. His dog's first that. name was Keith. <laughs> I don't know him that well. It could, it could be. <laughs> uh, but he's working on on the fourth the fourth uh, backstory. So it's it's a, it's incredible. That's going to be a side so, a, a stretch goal something to so how in, so how, invo so how involved are you with all these things like when somebody's like hey man i want to do the backstory for okay. you know this character is that do you give them like an outline or do you just give them the books and be like hey dude here have at it that's a good question yeah do you just let yeah. them roll with it or are you like yeah. i have this idea for the future so you don't use this or like nah nah i've been scripting them i've been scripting them oh. so i'm i'm I uh, I'm flexible. I like the collaborative process, but I I still gotta protect my babies. So I uh, <laughs> I've been uh, scripting them and and thumbnailing them and uh, going from there. So, but yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I encourage like when I write my scripts, I kind of sometimes I'll do multiple choice, <laughs> like like what like A or like, B. I I do that quite regularly. Like whatever you're feeling like drawing, if, if you could you could go this way right here or this way right here i do a lot of that i mentioned on the last episode when i write with cody uh the other thing i wanted to mention was cody bond low cody bond one word that's his handle on the various uh platforms oh. and his twitch stream he he streams irregulars pages in process uh, oh, that's fun which that's is interesting. pretty cool and there's a lot of audience participation there because he's got the chat rolling and like when he's he's fiddling with just a lot of times it's just background details and he'll say like people will throw out suggestions like do a chest burster drinking a slurpee and that'll, that'll get in there and that's in the background of chapter three from from <laughs> i think from the chat um but yeah, I mentioned on that uh, on our on the lost episode where I will kind of. I, like I like how you keep referencing this lost episode. Like, <laughs> there's I, a I, lost episode of Yes, of yes. Yeah. Well, there's the one that got deleted because, like I said, I thought I was going to quit my job. 
Yeah. Revealed the mysteries of the universe. Well, the episode. thing is, you didn't like it anyway. So I think <laughs> I did you a favor, right? Like you were. Needs to know that. That. We don't need to mention that. I mean, you said, I mean, you were like, I didn't even talk about all the things <laughs> I wanted to talk about. And it didn't well, we work can... out anyway. I planned it. So, I mean, like, if anything, this is beneficial. We could pretend it was majestic and still have a good. I enjoyed uh, it. It was semi-majestic. It was. It, it wasn't the the majesty of like a, a unicorn traipsing through the galaxy with a rainbow bridge behind it. But but like you got some of those elements in there. It might it might have been like a cosmic dragon, like I mean, I was, some I crackle was, in the. Back. I was entertained by the conversation. And yeah, it was a great times, combo. Yeah, that's the way I kind of judge episodes. Like I guess I have a different. A different metric. measure of success, metric, a yes. different rubric, if you will. Like, ooh, Mike, ooh, look at this. I mean, I hear that <laughs> word a lot in public education, a rubric. Um, Michael wants to have, like, you know, conversations that are about the books and stuff and the, the comics. <laughs> oh, you want, like, a real – you want real interviewers. You came to the wrong show, my friend. We are not the – we're just gonna we're just gonna talk to you and like so you talk about it, books on one of these episodes uh, that doesn't happen let the mike's, youtube stream in the background mike's looking for so what's the book about like that's what it, <laughs> uh, sorry and, sir we, we don't do that here on the I mean, last maybe, episode maybe we should i don't know i just you know i don't know like i like doing the whole like let's just be friends just talk and, yeah. and be cool like because like what would what if we met you after a con we probably wouldn't talk about books unless you're unless you're one of those dudes that's gonna be like so what are you guys working on what are you guys mike working doesn't on strike no. Me as that kind of dude. <laughs> no one cares this is about you mike don't try and divert the subject friend uh on the last episode i review i uh extrapolated on my theory about how grimace is a demon and that's lost that's lost in the ether. Well, he's not a demon now. according to Irregulars. He's like Jabba the Hutt? Oh, Grimace. No, that's not Irregulars. That's my single panel stuff. Oh, so I, I do a lot of Grimace. Grimace influences my work a lot. So he's probably an Irregulars in, in spirit. Now, why is that? What do you find so fascinating <laughs> about Grimace? I, I, he's, I, we talk, We probably had four hours of conversation on Grimace this weekend. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's really untapped mythos oh well, tell me some of your it's... theories tell me some of your stories how did <laughs> how did grimace arrive on planet earth and work for the mcdonald's corporation they're an alien he's his alien. actual like his his published backstory is weird he was evil to begin with really? if, you, if you look up if you look up his earlier images he's got four arms and a real sinister look really yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why grimace was friends with donald trump Bob. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They, they did a fist bump or something in one of those commercials. They sure did. <laughs> because they're evil. But um, but go ahead. He, maybe he's, he's, maybe he's, Trump was possessed by a grimace. Oh, it could uh. be. I mean, so there. So he's evil, and and like he likes he likes to steal milkshakes. I believe wasn't it milkshakes? That's what they claim. Okay. But then uh, now they're, try, they're trying to whitewash it because the now if you if you the official Twitter claims that he's a taste bud or milkshake incarnate or milkshake personified. Not wait, wait a second. How did how do you? They don't have grape flavored milkshakes or anything. No, they don't. Well, well, first off, to be fair, it makes sense in the McDonald's mythos if grimace steals milkshakes because they already have the hamburglar who's there to burger burglar hams right so so he he steals your sandwiches he steals the sandwiches so it just makes sense that grimace steals the shakes and then are the were the fry guys originally thieves too and that's how mayor cheese got they do do steal they they do steal the fries well actually i think it's just like a racketeering outfit like grimace is like the godfather and like he hires the hamburglar to do like odd jobs, and like the fry guys steal your fries, and then like Cause they they're do made have- men, so they so you can't like do anything about it. You're like, oh, th- this little hairy guy just stole my fry. Hey, watch out, he's a made guy, yeah. So- the Big Mac headed cop. <laughs> It's just completely incompetent. Yeah, you're apparently. Saying yeah. the big head, so the cop is the so he's it's the, the special sauce that makes him not so competent. You know? <laughs> special sauce for brains. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. So May. So Mayor McCheese and the the Big Mac or the Big Mac headed cop, they're waging a war against on crime against the Hamburglar and his crew. Right. I'm sure they're just getting their cut. It's got to be. 
I mean, this is this has got to be in the I've Knicks. Never seen him take anybody like, down. It's like the Sopranos, but with fast food. <laughs> it's got fry guys in it. Like fry, one of the fry guys has got to be Paulie Walnuts because he's who just the best. who just died. God rest his soul. Um, unfortunately, yeah, but Paulie Walnuts is the best. He's my favorite. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we're I'm thinking about, uh, but I think it's darker than that actually. If, if you look into Grimace's eyes, there's something. There's something. <laughs> Darker going on. I try not to look into Grimace's <laughs> eyes. They're kind of creepy. So, well, won't, like, won't you get turned to stone? I don't know. That's like a Medusa. Like <laughs> if you had shake. like if you had like or shake tendrils, yeah, but like but he's like a milkshake that's been left out too long because that's a weird <laughs> color for a milkshake. Like you shouldn't drink that shit, friends. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of mold that's forming in there. Yeah. So this is all. So this is how the conversation went this weekend at uh, Small Press Expo. Pretty much, yeah. I've always wanted. To, I've always wanted to do that show. I've always been kind of fascinated by it because, like, they talk about it being like a lot. Is it like a lot of mini comics and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it's like pure indie. I think uh, I was sitting with Jordan Clark, and he's working on so- Samurai Sonia right now for Dynamite, and I oh, nice. that was the only book I saw from like a mainstream publisher. Uh, oh, I mean, like Fantagraphics and Top Shelf are have presence there. Yeah, um, but they do artsy fartsy stuff, and I yeah. mean that in the nicest way possible. Yeah, absolutely. And everything, everything else is like it's strictly indie. It's all creator owned. It's cool. It's I, I mean, it's my favorite show by far. Like nice. uh, Baltimore Comic Con does a decent job of like like people are somewhat interested in like. Like some, I've been to some like Wizard World cons where it's like people are walking around. Oh, they don't care about you. Yeah, yeah. that's not Batman. That's not Batman. That's not Batman. Hey, where's Lando? (laughs) Yeah, I needed. If you had to compare your comic to a DC comic, what would it be, Mike? You know, that's that's what they'll say stuff like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what like because we weren't really asking that. Yes, we bet. I'm just saying they really ask questions like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Um. But so so. uh, But SPX is like when people are strolling they're looking for something that they haven't seen before that's cool and that plays well to my offerings and then have you heard about our lord and savior grimace and they're like like, what are you talking about there there you go man there's there's your new like con uh what, what would you call i we we call we we call them different things we call them spiels i think we call them that one time haven't we bob we call them all kinds of things yeah we do because we come up with different ones for different places and then whatever works is the one that happens all weekend long so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you go through that too mike yeah. yeah sometimes like i don't know about you but i know that there are days where like i feel like i'm really just in the groove with the with the pitch to the customers when they come over to the table like some days it just flows like water some days it's kind of bumpy you know and oh there's some stammering around and stuff but some days like you just really have it that's a good feeling you know yeah well i kind of like i'll I'll have like two and a half solid hours of engagement and chatting and and talking up the work and then uh my brain will shut off for an hour to to regroup (laughs) <laughs> where i'm like i like glad dave's dave crispino is usually there to explain my stuff while i while i drool and he's a way. wonderful human as well like he's oh, like yeah. he's like if if you were to have a, a like a guy who is like both a barbarian and a druid at the same time <laughs> yeah. that's like david he's like a, yeah. a barbarian but a, sure. but a hippie yeah he's well like i remember one. on the last episode we talked about um baltimore and how you guys have like a whole crew like you and and wickman and and crispino crispino there's like a whole group of like baltimore dudes and that's got to be really nice and i mean dudes like genderless but there's like a whole gang of you guys um that that's got to be really kind of motivating do you guys ever like get together and like shoot the shit like like uh tolkien and c.s lewis used to do they would get together and hang out in taverns and talk about things yeah we are three meetings into a recurring a regularly scheduled uh, powwow where we we get together and talk about our tech, our methods, what we're working on, uh, bounce story ideas off of each other. Like looking for like we were helping Jordan with a, a bridge for a top secret project he's working on Ooh. Ooh. this weekend, and and we are getting serious about that. 
that's it's, awesome it's fun and it's, it's fun and uh it's it's i find it most useful just to talk about my own style <laughs> like because i free like it's i'm like stream of consciousness kind of scattered and and i've been like not intentionally like organizing the way i do things it's just like out of necessity and and then talking about it i realize okay i am i'm doing something here and it's like being able to share it helps me uh figure out what i'm doing (laughs) and i think it's cool too because there are so kind of few people that understand what making comics is like i had a friend at my at my nine to five gig that we were talking, I was talking about some of my frustrations with comics. And he's like, well, why don't you just write novels? It's like, oh, like, yeah, oh. just like writing prose is really easy. Let me just, let me just whip up a 30,000 story, you know, word novel real fast. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like they, <laughs> the people don't, under, it's hard to, it's hard to vent. And even sometimes with like my, my wife, you know, talking about comics, she just doesn't, she doesn't get it. She just doesn't understand sometimes the frustration involved. So it's got to be good that there are just people you can go to. who are just like, dude, I had a fucking day. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, actually Dave is invaluable to my process. I'll send him, I send him uh, just like jumbled, like early, early drafts of stuff where it's like, I, I can barely make sense of it, but he has the patience and interest to, to go through it. I'm like, don't fix the spelling. I know the spelling's bad. Just look, just look, <laughs> just look, think of it as an outline. And he's, he's actually spends time fixing stuff for me. But uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot of people that that can relate to it. Even though that, like, my wife is a a fine artist, photographer, sculptor, uh, but it, it's just a different language than art as art as art. As, as written word and, and, and yeah. I was thinking about, yeah. I was thinking this weekend, like I know they have book conventions for non-comic books <laughs> and like as tricky as it is to pitch your comic to people strolling by hundreds of tables, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you would, how you would lure someone <laughs> in to look at your prose. Oh, like, dude, that's um, gotta be impossible. <laughs> pile the, of words here. Well, the weird thing is that some of the smaller conventions that, um, that we have done or that I, uh, that I've done before and like a horror, there's a horror convention that happens here where I live in Williamsburg and like, there's both comic book writers there and like novelists and the novelists have like a picture, like whatever's on the cover of their novel. And like, like, they're they're sitting next to other people who are um, doing novels, and then like at the at one of the comic cons I went to, somebody somebody was doing prose, and I was like, "This is really interesting." Like because I would never want to do prose, <laughs> and I think Bob and I have talked about it before. Like, would you ever want? Like, no, nah, not prose. <laughs> prose does. I mean, unless it's a short like short stories would interest me, but like and like a novel, no, I don't want to write like. 1,200 and not see a picture ever because then there's no like there's no like bright side of that to me because when you get the art back when you write a comic it's like Christmas like so you can you can say like when you're getting art back from Cody or or the guy in Wales like you're like holy crap this is way better than what I thought it was gonna be right yeah yeah (laughs) and and so I could imagine it really is it's like endorphins (laughs) like crazy like when when Cody sends me pages and they don't get that. So then I'm like, oh, you're like, you're so not as lucky as we are. <laughs> you just have to look at words on a page and, and then hopefully that like make something out of that. And it's got to be much rougher. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you imagine at that level with prose, like the editor kind of acts as your co-writer to some extent? Because I don't need, I like, this is just me making shit up. Like somebody told me that I could just write prose. Because I imagine an editor is a lot more involved in prose than... One of, yeah. one of my best friends is a professional writer of prose. He writes for uh, some game companies. He writes flavor text for game companies, and he's written some novellas and things like that. And he's, he, he detests editors. So he, he intentionally puts errors in his submissions so that they have something, so they feel like they're doing something. Because otherwise they start tinkering and screw with what he's what he's doing. This guy sounds like a nightmare. No, 
he's, I mean, he's like, good. I, I look at it at an editor as an invaluable member of the team whose <laughs> who's worth is that in gold. And, you know, it, especially when you find a good editor who kind of gets you and what you want to do with your project. I mean, that's like a, that's like a, like a brother in arms. The fact that like this person is like, I detest editors. It seems like a very old school kind of mentality. I suspect that you in prose, more so in prose than comics, you probably got some editors that are like failed writers, maybe. Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I can, and I so, can see that. Yeah. so they want to be, they want to put their stamp want, on things. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, if he's honed something for hours and hours and got it just like he wants it, and they come back and say, like, hey, why don't you put the, the pony on page four instead and then you've got like so he gives them he gives them easter eggs to, to, to find that. well i think that's kind of funny too though because sounds insufferable like, <laughs> i think it's funny because it if you be. think about it this way like he's giving them something to do so they don't mess with his flavor text that's yeah. what he's doing it's like a yes. distraction it's an illusionist trick he's like look oh. over here look over here then <laughs> This is wrong. Like, it is oh, dangling right. participle. Oh, All for you. But I think that's, I, but again, I think that goes to the nature of prose because as a comic creator and comic writer who works with a co-writer, like the whole idea of it is teamwork. Oh, yeah. Whereas like pro, I mean, because you have, you know, I have my vision and then my vision has to fit Kevin's vision. And then both of our visions have to fit what the artist is working on and working towards. And that also has to go through the colorist and a letterer. So there's so many people involved in comics. I don't think that person would, I think maybe noveling a novelist is just like a, you know, a lone person out in the field <laughs> with a typewriter, like yeah. a crazy person. Whereas comics yes, is a lot. That's more my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe comics is more of a, a collaborative effort you know yeah, because, well, you, because you couldn't survive that way in comics you wouldn't make it no wouldn't my my brain is filled with mashed potatoes and if, if dave wasn't reading it to make sense make sure it makes sense to anyone other than me i like how when you trouble. said i like how when you said my brain was filled with mashed potatoes you said it like the weirdest like hillbilly country dialect <laughs> well my brain is just filled in with mashed potatoes it's like that's baltimore that? accent yeah, when somehow did get, when did you get to newberry or not newberry but fucking mayberry he said baltimore that's baltimore uh, <laughs> Baltimore is a it's a weird accent. It is not southern. It's not. It's uh yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> unique, but it has some. Has <laughs> it could be out there. Well, but, who's uh, the who's the beer guy with the goggle with the with the monocle and the baseball head? Oh, thing? the Natty Bow Man. Yeah, what's that? I don't about? think he has a name. He's just the on the side of the Natty Bow Can, which is <laughs> the pinnacle of culture here right. <laughs> of cuisine. <laughs> Yeah, crabs was, and, and that guy because when i was out in baltimore i saw that dude and i was like who's this guy and i was curious about him yeah there yeah. there's uh, fourteen thousand lacrosse players with him tattooed on their calf here if you, <laughs> you come in the summer <laughs> and and a crab on the other uh, the, yeah. on the other calf? okay you got to keep it to baltimore though because it's the chesapeake like it's the blue crab but they were smart enough to go, this is ours. Like, we're, we're corner in the market on this thing. We're the crab place. But, I mean, like, you got the whole Chesapeake Bay, and they got their whole thing, and they weren't smart enough to claim it. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> and Old Bay is, like, a thing there. Like, um... When I like when I when I trained uh, when I worked for Frito and I, I trained there, like when the crab chip comes out, like they actually like freak out in in the in the Baltimore. And I was like, why is everybody like celebrating? He's like, oh, the crab chip just came out today. Old Bay and I was is like, pretty tasty. And I, I was like, they, what? Okay, all right. Baltimore expats, I know they get the crab chips FedExed to them. <laughs> like there's, I mean, into the crab chips. Do you know there is something to that, Mike? Because I'm not, I'm not Canadian, but I will pay like twelve dollars on Amazon for some all dressed chips from Canada. All right. What is it? Uh, all dressed. It, it it's just amazing, is what it is, Mike. Okay. All dressed is amazing. Let me let me let me introduce you to the Lord and Savior of chips, the the Ruffles <laughs> all dressed potato chip. It's kind of like if you, if you took like a like a barbecue chip and you crossed it with like. Um, salt and vinegar, like a salt and vinegar chip. 
right. I'm in. So it's super tasty. <laughs> and, and there's times where Bob and I have eaten entire bags. They're very good. I guess because it's a it's a Canadian thing. It is, and and it, I stumbled upon it by accident because um, when I did not work for Frito Lay, a Frito Lay guy was like, "Hey, I got these chips that are expired. Do you want them?" And I was like, "Sure." So I took some, and like one of them was this little bag, and it said all dressed. And I was like, "Well, I wonder what that flavor is." It's just, it's just like some seasonings on the bag. Looking, I was like, "Okay." So I tried it, and I was like, "These are absolutely fucking delicious." So from that point on, like we would have all dressed chips at cons, like all the time. Mm. That was how we party down, dude. We would <laughs> we would eat a bag of all dressed chips and talk about wrestling. That was our that was our con experience. We we go nuggets. It's we got to do nuggets when we Chicken do cons. Nuggets? Yeah, you, like 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 just like a twenty pack of chicken nuggets. You just yeah, like the pink slurry that's uh, with misted with chlorine. Like I think I don't know why they try and cover that up. I think that's kind of a selling point if you're having a wild weekend. <laughs> if you've ever seen the pink slime that they make nuggets out of, no, I recommend no. it. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's science. Really gross. Yeah, it's really nasty. <laughs> so, like, what kind of nuggets do you get? Just do you go to the make old school McDonald's oh, yeah. chicken nugs? Yeah, McDonald's. They're so bad though. Like Hot they're mustard. so terrible. No. You don't think they taste you think they taste they taste they're awful. awful. McDonald's chicken nuggets is terrible. We had even ice. with the Rick and Morty's like um Dude, it's fucking so, awful. Like, like what's tastes, the sauce from Rick no. and Morty's? The <laughs> Szechuan sauce. Yeah. Like oh, even yeah. with that, they taste terrible to you. I yeah. missed the I missed the Szechuan sauce when I remember <laughs> when I was a kid, but I missed it when it came back around. I was awful. not gonna get trampled in the in the rush. <laughs> it's awful. But it's awful hot mustard stuff. is Hot mustard, <laughs> McDonald's hot mustard will stand up against any fast food sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the all dressed of fast food sauces. Oh, look at all this! Right. All right, we're gonna have to try some some chicken nuggets, Bob. We're gonna but get some McDonald's nuggets. chicken nuggets are terrible. What if we just right. got the sauce and got better nuggets? Like, where are we gonna get better nuggets from? I mean, anywhere. No. <laughs> You're not understanding. Like, pop. We're gonna get Popeyes chicken tenders and be like, "Yes, we're fancy." You I must mean, not your chicken nuggets. Them. I, I had a I've had them. I had McDonald's on Friday. It was awful. I mean, it's the, the, like I don't I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I won't eat. It. I wouldn't eat it like when like when I would see it like places. I'm like, I, it's not there's I'll put it to you this way: it's never something I crave. I'm never like, oh, I like that's that looks good. The the one thing I do crave that I always regret is Taco Bell. I'm like, oh, that looks good. No, then you eat it, and it's never as good as you thought it was going to be. They, I think they did they do away with the sawdust and sand in their meat. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, yeah. They have sawdust in their meat. That's wood. not true. That's slander. They have wood. <laughs> there was wood in their meat. That's slander. I, I again, I, I don't like. I think it's kind of cool. Like, you guys want to try and eat some wood? Like, I, I'll try. I'll do that slander. next next time. This is coming from a, a grimace fight like yourself <laughs> worship him um yeah that's odd um yeah this might just excrete nuggets that would explain i it. mean that's fly now you know where they come from <laughs> like the purple dollop of pink, pink, pink slime i'm sure it excretes grimaces, pink slime so I'm sure grimace is pink inside oh <laughs> Oh, you just, got, yeah, you just got a whole new weird. level of yeah. weird. I might, can I we might lose end, this episode? I, I might, yes, I was going to say, I might end this episode and lose it as well. So no one ever has to hear that. Um, so, so Mike, what are you working on now? You got the irregular stuff. You got all this, this, these one page comics that you do. Like what, what else is in the hopper, man? What's shaking? Uh, Irregulars four went live two weeks ago. So nice. we post, we post every other week, every other Tuesday. On uh, at irregulars.com, two new pages go up. How do you so spell pages. that? Oh, it's irregulars with a Z. Okay. Z. Mm. Irregular. I R R. Let me let me double check. I R R E G U L O R D Z. There you go. And uh, Chris Chris of Top Shelf. I I talked with him at cons, and he described it as a cross between. Uh, spongebob and martial law the the 19 the 1990s early 90s uh cop vigilante cop comic by uh kevin o'neill he kills he kills superheroes doesn't he i think so yeah i believe that's what martial law i I had to go back and read i remember seeing it on the shelves when i was a kid i had to go back and revisit it when chris 
made that comparison. Like, um, oh, so I gotta see if this is a good comparison or a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dug it. <laughs> That's cool. And um, and so four is live. Three. By the time this goes up, I'll have a link. I, I did. We did a limited run, limited edition covers with guest cover artists for the first three chapters, uh, twenty-two page chapters. And so those will be those are available on the website. You can read them on the website, or you can order the limited edition books on the on at uh, there'll be a shop link on on irregularwords.com. Nice. And uh, and my my single panel stuff. There's the ten year collected volume on there it collects uh such classic minis as chicken soup for the balls i saw that comics for to open the heart and other hilarious body parts uh <laughs> thank thank mimes uh which has lots of mime material in there I that mean, actually I is mean, a, you're you're really going for it with the mimes and the chicken soup gags <laughs> like you're really like Man, if this was 2011, you'd be on it. <laughs> there, are, there, nah, there are more mimes out there than I really? cared to realize. <laughs> when I'm at cons, I will get people that buy multiple copies for their mime crew. They're mime. Get the hell out <laughs> of a mime crew? There's like a gang of mimes? Like, I don't like know if the, they like just it's the are warriors? in the same. It's like a flock of seagulls, but mimes. And yeah. they have baseball hats on and roller skates, like in the warriors. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure what the plural is for a group of mimes, a gaggle of mimes. It's but... a flock. A flock. <laughs> flock of mimes. <laughs> murder. It's, it's annoying. It's an annoying a murder of mimes. mimes. Uh, parkour hornography. Um <laughs> So I, I have those minis on the website, and then I also have the ten years, ten year collected volume. That's awesome. I, um, I'm, pro- I'm probably like the single panel stuff's on hold for the time being. I might do just a, a grimace centric, just all grimace single panel book someday. But for all now, right. it's just all irregulars, and then I've got a wrestling comic that I am uh, is starting to come together. Still That's kind cool. of top secret. And 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 you're a fan of wrestling, right? Do you watch the uh, AEW, yeah. Mike? Yeah. Who's I your like favorite it. AEW wrestler? Favorite AEW wrestler? Yeah. Uh, he's kind of controversial. He might not be an AEW wrestler anymore after. Oh, <laughs> after you're weeks talking ago. about that guy. <laughs> that uh, so I'll go with Daniel Bryan. Oh. Well, Bryan Danielson. I won't go with Daniel Bryan because he's not an AEW wrestler either. Daniel so Bryan. your favorite guy, CM Bryan, Punk? Brian Danielson. It was yeah, CM Punk's been my favorite for a while. That's cool. I like, I, like, uh, I like CM Punk. I love the attention to detail, storytelling wise. I think uh, that was I was looking that, that got me really excited about wrestling again when he came back. I, I don't mind CM Punk. I don't. I don't. I have a weird like him and Danielson are, are weirdly for me. I don't feel one way or another for them. Like I was super happy to see Kenny Omega come back. I won't lie. I like Kenny Omega. Um, Did you see the bite mark on his arm? <laughs> there was a picture of him at a some video game event in Japan, and you could see the bite mark on his forearm. Well, I spent all the week that that happened making um, making the acclaimed tweets. Like that's what I was tweeting was okay. like acclaimed raps about yeah. <laughs> about a steel biting Kenny Omega. So like that's what I did. I just did, did oh, yes. That, like, I, I there so if you check my my Twitter feed, there's a whole there's like at least three or four um raps about CM Punk the acclaimed and like like it was like Max Caster that wrote that. So that's, and what, I, when, that's what I did. Yes, and then when when Swerve denied everyone those oh, raps, that, that, that was, was the good. heel that was turn. <laughs> that was solidified him as a heel for yeah. years to come. I mean I, I it's obvious that the acclaimed are going to win this next time. Like it's, and I, and I hate to say that it's obvious, but like out of all the matches on that pay-per-view, I never would have thought that I would have gave a fuck about that match. Oh yeah. And then I, I did. I tell you what though, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Taking the belts off Swerve on our glory right now seems premature to me. I, I think it's a huge misstep for them to just run it back right away. Like, it seemed like he wanted to like when they, uh, like those guys have been heating up for a while, but when they exploded like that, not being able to do it in the moment, like if if they could have, now it feels te- now it feels even that though. I mean, now it feels telegraphed, and I mean, 
there's been so many great tag matches lately, and the one constant is Swerve in Our Glory. They're right. a real, they're a really great tag team that don't get a lot of attention for being a really great tag team. Just put them against fucking FTR and let them have at it. And I and I love Keith he- Lee as a heel, um, but I, I feel like if they if they switch it now, it, it's almost and he's still like a face. See, that's where the problem comes in in their team. Keith Lee's still a face. It's and like Sting like and Luger back in the day. He can yeah. he he can heal though, and he was he was like playing into it in that match. I think I, I would love. I, I kind of I've always felt there's a little something missing from him as a babyface. Um, like it, it's hard not to love him because he's just so amazing. Like his the way he moves for his build, but I I I, I think I'd be way more interested in him as a heel. But I think like acclaim needs a chase now. They had they were that close. They lost. They need they should have some chase. They should have like Oh yeah, uh, it helps to build the story. I don't disagree yeah. with you, but like I don't think that they here's the thing. Like just like I said, like I would I did not expect to give a fuck about them and then I did. That's mm. what happened. They didn't know. So now they're having to give the people what they want, which is they the, they think that people want the acclaim tag team champs so that's what they're going to give them so that i'm okay with that to some degree people don't know what they shouldn't want that is that is definitely (laughs) the truth wrestling fans definitely don't know what they want and that's and that's a big problem you should never listen to what the crowd tells you to do because they they think they want this but that's just what they want this week next week it'll change so yeah and and then like where are they going to go once they put the belts on i feel like i feel like a chase would would be would suit would help them no, I, I agree 100%. You're 100% correct. Yeah. And it would make the belts mean more, I think. Like, I, I do, like, I was, like, Swerve and Keith Lee felt contrived at first, but I think if, I think them with a, a longer run would would be nice. Now they're just starting to find their groove. Yeah. I mean, they, they still the same have things at Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Moan and Pumbaa. Yeah, right. <laughs> that made me laugh when he called it. You- Pumping and pooping looking asses. I was, I did laugh at that. I did, I did. And I'll find that I, I find that the acclaim do make me laugh a lot when they yeah. when they do cut promos on people. They go pretty hard. Yeah. So, um, so I would and say I'll, I I imagine like Swerve kind of maybe overstated the the role they played in making that match what it was. But I don't know, man. Like, but they definitely kid. played. Swerve a is pretty great, that. so I'm not gonna lie. Like, I like I, him as a wrestler. I like. They've Swerve. they've had some really great tag team matches that Swerve and Our Glory has been a part of, and I mean, they're the constant that that right. triple threat match that was great. The Lucha Bros match last week, and I was like very adamant, like, why are they doing this match? That doesn't make any sense, but it was still really great. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I think taking the belts off them now is kind of kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, agree. The, well, the triples match was silly because, like, the last people that anybody wanted to see with the belts was the elite. So when they took those off of them and put them on the Lucha Bros, I was completely fine with it. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I was very that's, fine with that. That's I had I had high hopes. I like I kind of knew it was it was destined to be the elite. Did and, you? I, I, you know what? This is really funny that you say that, Mike, because I had said to Bobby, "This is a vehicle for the best friends to get something," yeah. and I really yeah. thought that that's what was going to happen. Never. My thought was that they would want to <laughs> use Kenny's return to put over the trios belts, because I, I wasn't, I wasn't interested. I mean, there's 35 belts on that show as it is, so I was not interested <laughs> yeah, in the trios. There were too many belts. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't there. I was like. Like three man matches, three on three generally is it feels like filler a lot right. of times. Like they need right. to get more guys on the show. So I wasn't interested in the trios belts until I saw the elite make it to the finals, and then that news about FTR being pulled from the video game, and that got. And then FTR had a three way at that same pay per view with Wardlow, and I was like, ah, okay. So they put the belts on them, and then you've got Wardlow and FTR to feud against. And that made me interested in the trios belts for the first time, because I thought for sure that pulling them off the game was a work. But apparently not. (laughs) Why did they pull them off the game, though? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Gonna, I read they're going to add them later or something like that. Oh, because they're going to do DLCs, yes. So, So in order to get you to buy the DLC... They're yeah. going to do that. 
that that's, yeah. uh, that makes sense now. But I, the way I, they I announced it as maybe they planned it, but they announced it like they pulled them, like it was a slight of some sort. Well, they uh, they might have pulled them from the initial release. Yeah, like that happens all the time. In video yeah, games. and the way and like I I I think Tony leaks things like that sometimes to mm. to generate interest. And so that was my thought is like, okay, they're, they're pulling them. It's not because the bucks hate FTR although, but it seems like that might be possible. (laughs) And uh, like, they really don't want to work with them. They're not ducking them in a storyline way. Well, they haven't worked with them since they first got there. So I haven't seen, I haven't seen them. And they beat them and left it at that. And uh, so, but that, and that's obviously what the people want was bucks FTR, whether the belts are involved or not. But to me, that would have put that would have uh, established the trio's titles as meaning something. It would have made me interested when I thought of that idea. <laughs> but but it's not the. Big. I would just be happy to see best friends win something because they're yeah. always on the on the. They're always the the bridesmaids, never the brides, of, for everything that they're in. Like they get pretty far, and then people are like, "Oh, like this is really cool," and then nothing happens, and I'm like, "Oh," and I don't even like faces so i'll just be honest i don't i'm right. most of the wrestlers i like are heels my so. my my big pet peeve right now is kind of <clears throat> i love hobbs and starks together and they could have easily turned them both i think they should have turned them both especially hobbs is he's not he's not a natural heel like if you hear that guy talk that guy is is, is cool as hell <laughs> like he <laughs> Like he's he's got to put on a lot to be that brooding mean guy. I think like well, I mean he he's, he's I'm sure he's pretty tough in real life, but he's also like his story. He's like gotten through a lot of stuff. So I I think like both those guys. I think Starks is more of a natural heel, but if they were turning them, they should have turned them both. I don't know why they split them. They didn't really do anything with that. And I thought they explained that rather well. I mean, because Kyle Stark said, our buddy Kyle said the same thing. But they didn't really explain it. I was like, dude, they basically laid it out for you. Hobbs was mad because he he thought Ricky Starks is a loser. Well, yeah. Ricky Starks is once, fine. Once he losing. lost the he belt. Yeah. yeah. And he was, Hobbs, yeah, and then he just like, shook, I, I, yeah. he just shook Hook's hand instead right. of like, I'm not, I'm not hanging out with a loser like that. That makes perfect sense to me. Except the problem is he is a loser. Like since the turn, he's lost everything. He loses every match. I wish they booked Starks like they booked. I mean, Arn Starks Catholic. is great. I like Starks, so um, I think I think he should. I think he's definitely going to win in New York. I and think they were just building towards that. I hope so. There's so much fire in his promos when he started cutting. His oh, he's great. Promos yeah, Starks is great. Who's been on Starks since the? jump off bobby's always loved stars wins along with that he should get you don't know he's he's been he's been putting people over for a long time though like bobby's right like he put darby over like when when darby drop kicked him out of his shoes i lost my shit i thought that was hilarious (laughs) like his penny loafers fell off and i was done like darby drop kicked him out of his shoes like i died and then not only was that awesome but then when you walked looked looked at starks's twitter he said has anybody seen my other shoe (laughs) fucking classic he he went over with me at that moment i told bobby i I didn't like him before now but now he tweeted where's my other shoe i'm in i've been on that guy since he started he did he said he said starks is great yeah he's awesome i i think he he has some maturing to do to be like but i I think he's main event event definitely is yeah but like some of his stuff is a little cartoonish i think he could smooth it out but but yeah he's he's fun to watch uh, but I still would like to see him and Hobbs together. I think they would have, if they both turned, I, I would have been in, way into that. So, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, and and my kids are all upset that Luchasaurus is a bad guy, but like I'm totally fine with it. I don't you mean care. Evil Saurus? Is that what they're calling him? That's what I'm calling him, Evil Saurus. Oh, I'm fine with Evil Saurus. Like I, he's still a wrestling dinosaur. I can't hate on it. I'm good. It'd be like you know, like just when he shows up to the ring, like if somebody just went, don't move. Like I'd be in. Like that's like you got to sell that. Like you can't move when he shows up, and then and then he can't see you. I get nervous watching him because he. I feel like I'm not a train. Feel like he wrestles a little stiff. That's what I like. I see him like turn guys like where their arms are underneath them. Like like I see. I feel like. I mean, like I say, I'm not trained, so I can't really comment on it. But it looks like he's putting guys in positions where they can can't 
they they could get hurt <laughs> like a little more more than most i guess because he's working with a lot of flyers and he's just bigger than them it's like a 12 year old playing with eight year olds you're gonna get somebody's gonna get hurt it's gonna hey you're just too powerful too powerful yeah. <laughs> so a regular four is out now. Yes. Yes. Um, you can get the printed version of all that. Irregulars.com. Correct. That's the website. Correct. Irregular with a Z. Now, do you feel better about this episode than the first one? Yeah. I Great, do. Mike. That's, that's what's important to us here. Except for the really good parts that are lost forever. Well, but the rest well, of it, I got well, in on my. What parts my were those? I thought we did a good job. Like I'm kidding. New I thought we I'm, did a good job making. I'm new trying magic. to build some mystique here for the show. People will <laughs> be looking for episode. it online. It's gone. Now. You can't find it. It got deleted. It's <laughs> our mystique is like chicken nuggets, Mike. They'll be digging back through. around. It's we're through. pink. We're pink goop, and we make a show yeah. out of it. That's like a chicken nugget. We're pink well, goop. And we first missed. Yes, that's how we do it. <laughs> chlorine Michael. mist and kangaroos yep mike where can we find you on social media buddy i am at at mike riley comics r-i-l-e-y no on everything that i'm on I'm not on tiktok but i'm on uh, instagram and twitter mike right uh, only fans uh my link tree is mike riley that'll take you to that'll lead you to everything all right uh, nice so and uh right. but yeah mike riley comics and irregulars is on twitter and instagram at a regular words. There you go, dude. Tweet at Mike Riley. Tweet at him some acclaimed stuff. He'd like that. <laughs> Please do. It's a pleasure talking to you again. And we'll hey, we'll see you in Baltimore. Yeah, we'll see you in Baltimore. Looking Mike. forward to it. And right, we'll eat dude. chicken nuggets no. with hot mustard. No. Yes, no. we'll make Bobby Definitely. eat one. I'll eat one with you for sure. On me. Well, I mean, I'll buy the chicken nuggets, but if you, <laughs> but the, the the only the only rule for that is Bobby has to eat one. So I'll try. I mean, I'll eat one. They're not everybody get on Twitter and tell I just, everybody. I just won't like it. That's all. You will <laughs> with the hot mustard. You'll like it, and then you'll be surprised. I, 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 I am a sucker for hot mustard. I you will. A grimace will suck out your soul. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, dude. Into his pink interior. All right. <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com. <laughs>